0: Right, we are so excited to be joined by Shelby Sacco, your Habit Hype Girl, which by the way, I love that title. <laughs> Thank um you. Shelby is the host of Sad to Savage Podcast, so we're doing a swap today. So if you listen to this, head on over to her podcast and you can listen to our episode on hers. Or if you're coming from her, welcome. We hope you guys like Girls Goals Podcast as well. But we're super excited to talk about Savage Girl Summer And just how your habit journey has gone and learn all about habits and habit loops. So let's get into it. Why don't you tell us about your journey with habits?
1: So I started studying habits. I always get confused on like a timeline. I need to like write it down on a piece of paper. But (laughs) in 2020, I started learning about habits because I hit a pretty low, I mean, the lowest point in my life thus far. And I, I actually found it by accident. I was reading a book that was called The Power of Habits. And so I started trying new little habits in my life, like waking up earlier and working out. And I immediately noticed the change that it had on my mental and my physical health. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just dove like headfirst into habits. Like I let it take over my entire life. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Science is insane. And so I got really into forming healthy habits and routines. And I started teaching my sisters who were struggling with their mental health. And then from there, I started teaching it online. Which Mm -hmm. is how I got to a position where my entire career is built around teaching healthy habits. And it's like my favorite thing in the entire world. It is so cool.
0: Yeah. It's so cool that you can like learn something and do something for yourself. And now all of a sudden, like that's your career is being able to teach that to other people is so awesome. I think I read that book as well. And books like that are so interesting when it gets into the science behind things because it's almost less of being motivated just by somebody's story and more so like, oh my God, this is literally scientific. Like I can implement this into my life so easily.
1: I love that. And I think it's easier to trust it opposed to Mm -hmm. someone saying, oh, you should do this or, oh, this will make you feel better. It's like, no, it is scientifically scientifically proven. If you follow these steps, you're going to see the change in your brain. I really, really like seeing information like that and then reciting that in content.
0: Cool. If you don't mind talking about it, what was that kind of low point that made you pick up that book and say like, I want to start doing these sort of things for myself?
1: I just graduated the year prior from college and I was living at home in the basement at my parents' house, which actually right when I moved home, my parents put me in my brother's room. It was <laughs> 11. So we like had beds like lined up like that. I have five siblings. So I have four sisters and one brother. Okay. And I'm like, why would me and Luciano share a room? Like I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So the basement was actually a lot better. So I just gotten home from college. All my friends were in these cool cities doing cool things with their lives. I had no idea what I wanted to do with mine. I took the first job I could get in event planning, which had nothing to do with my majors I was gaining a lot of weight because I had really unhealthy eating habits throughout college and prior. And it was almost all kind of catching up to me. Mm -hmm. I also was in a really unhealthy relationship. Um, I was struggling like across the board. Really, when I look back at it, there was not one area that I feel like was like, oh, okay, like I have this at least. It was like everything was at rock bottom. I was working three jobs. I had a job that I knew no what I was doing. Then I took two more because I wasn't making any money and I wanted to get out of my parents' house. So I just was like working all day, every day, upset, stressed out. And so when I hit that rock bottom moment, I just started having thoughts that I'd never had before. So I'd always been so happy. I'd always been so social where all of a sudden I like didn't care about myself, my life. I didn't really even want to be here. And so that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, something is seriously wrong and something Mm -hmm. has to change. I also couldn't afford therapy Two, I think it was two of my siblings were in therapy at the time and I didn't want to ask my parents because I knew, or I at least felt as though it would have been a burden to ask them to pay for me to go to therapy which in retrospect I do not think it would have ever been a burden and mm-hmm. I do I do encourage anyone that wants to go to therapy too if they can afford it try different avenues that's another reason why I like to teach it because I know a lot of people don't either have access to therapy can't afford it or the actual process for therapy is like a lot like signing up finding a therapist that works yeah but so I like teaching it so I basically had all these things where I was like I'm so sad I don't know what to do I guess I'll just read a book And then that's how I got into habits. The first book I read, I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like a really good choice.
0: (laughs) It was a really good choice. Did you read any others or did you go like straight to habits and then just ran with habits? Or did you explore? Straight to habits.
1: I went straight to habits and then I went absolutely out of my mind. I read every single book that had to do with habits. Uh I read every single research paper. Um, I really, now I read a lot more personal development books across the board i read a lot of business books but Mm -hmm. at first it was like anything that had to do with anything about habits that i could get my hands on i was going crazy yeah and now i still read them i've read the power of habits probably like six times now um i've read atomic habits so many times the 5 a.m club that book is like my bible like i every single page has like writing on it so now i feel like i need to buy a new copy so i can Mm -hmm. actually like be able to read it again
0: the 5 a.m club or atomic habits
1: the 5 a.m club
0: okay i need to get that one i haven't read that
1: that's one of my favorite books ever. If you want to work on waking up earlier, it is so good because it's like a love story mixed in with science.
0: Ooh, that's so it's like, like still entertaining.
1: It's so good. It's so good.
0: Wow. I imagine that reading that, especially like at the point where you were and you were like, I need something that obviously lit a fire under like under you. And you said you started with working out in the morning. What were those kind of initial things that got the ball rolling for you of kind of taking over your life?
1: So I decided to start with the habit of waking up earlier so that I had time to go on a walk. Right, now, i was still always, working
0: three jobs at this point.
1: Yes, I was still working like 24-7, living in a house with, I think there were seven of us there at the time. And my siblings had, I call it their babysitting cult, but they were watching because it was COVID times. They were watching nine to 12 kids a day at our house in the basement. It was insane. So it was basement,
0: which is like your room.
1: (laughs) Yes, outside my room. I was I was losing my mind. So it was like there was so much going on. I wanted to wake up earlier and be able to go on a walk because I also wanted some type of like time for myself. And so I started doing that. And it was also mainly because I was getting very upset that I couldn't fit into my clothes and I wasn't taking care of my body. And so I started waking up just a little bit earlier and then going on a walk. And on that walk, I would listen to a podcast or an audiobook. And I immediately after a week, I was like, whoa, like having like a second to myself, like going and moving my body, I feel so much better. And so that for me, I started to actually form those as habits before kind of overwhelming myself. But I could feel the immediate change. Like I felt myself like being like, wow, this is so much more than walking to lose weight, which was what it was originally when I made that goal. It was like this is a second for me to like actually like work on my mental health or like get out of the house or have time to myself. And so from there, those habits over the course of from July of 2020 when I started I would say like February 2021 that was like my time frame where I was building all of my habits and then moving forward to where I am now it's just been amplifying or finding other habits that like really work with my schedule or just switching and seeing what works best for me
0: so let's talk about habits in general because We've mentioned the science behind it. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of our listeners know a baseline just because of what the type of audience is. Everyone's quite motivated, and I'm sure they've seen a little bit of habits, but probably not to the extent that you are able to teach us all about. So give us the rundown on why habits are important, how they work.
1: Habits? Okay, so every single thing, essentially. It's like there's a stat. It's like 40% of the things that you do in a day are a habit. I think it's everything. I think everything that you do during the day is literally habits that you taught yourself, whether it's like mental health habits, where it's like things that you think, um, things that you say to yourself or the actual actions that you do. So mm-hmm. for example, when you brush your teeth in the morning, that's a habit. When you go and make coffee, that's a habit. When you, the first person that you um, text on your phone, the first thing you do when you grab your phone in the morning, every single action that you do is a habit. And we teach ourselves habits. So these are all things that we have control over. Now, a habit's an automatic behavior that you really don't have to think much about. The way I like to describe it is it's like your body's on autopilot. So you're going through the motions and you don't have to choose those motions. You already know what they are in the back of your head and you can create or change any habit. Where people get confused, I think, is that people always say, oh, I'm breaking this habit or I'm stopping this bad habit. And you actually can't break a habit you have to change it or create it because you create a pathway in your brain that's like there. Like once you create it, the pathway is there. So essentially to create a habit, there's a little habit loop. There's a couple of different ways that habit loops are described, but I like this method the most, which is from the power of habit. And in a habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward, and it follows that cycle over and over and over until you form a habit. Now, the cue could be anything, like a time, place. It's almost like a trigger, something that triggers the routine, which is a habitual behavior. And that's what you're actually doing, like the habit that you're teaching yourself, whether it's an action, a thought. And then the reward, which keeps driving the habit cycle, is something that you get. I like to say it's your why. It could be um, a spike of dopamine. It could be uh, attention, gifts, a feeling. There's so many things that could fall into each of the categories. The most interesting thing to me, when it comes to looking at the habit loop is learning that the cue and the routine within a habit loop are linked. So essentially what that means is that we teach ourselves what a routine is. So when you have like your cue routine reward, you want to complete that habit loop when you get that cue, because when you get the cue, you have a taste of what the reward is. So you're essentially going through that cycle because you want the reward. You've taught yourself what the routine is and how Basically, you know, if you do that routine, you'll get the reward. And that's why in a habit loop, you can change it, which would just mean you would switch out and change the routine. So an example of this, because it's kind of confusing when it's like uh, Mm -hmm. all those words, but an example would be, say you struggle with um, snoozing your alarm when you wake up. Your habit loop for that would be like cue alarm going off, routine, um, reaching over snoozing your alarm, and then reward, you think that maybe you're helping yourself in that situation. You've taught yourself that that's the habitual behavior that you're going to do, reach over and snoozing the alarm. So if you wanted to change that, you would have to change the actual action that you're doing with something else very strategically. So since you're already reaching over and doing something, I like to tell people to reach over and get a glass of water because you already have that habitual behavior. That's why people um, can like snooze their alarm and literally not remember that they did it and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't even know. It's because that was a habit. You didn't have to think to make that choice. You've trained your brain to kind of do that. So... In that situation, if you were to put your alarm clock or your phone out of reach on the ground somewhere else, that kind of throws it off, and then build that new routine of reaching over and drinking water, that's how you would change the habit. So you're not breaking the habit of snoozing your alarm, you're changing the habit. And then if you want to create a habit, you would just actually sit and insert, okay, what's my cue going to be? What's my routine? And what's my reward? And then that's how you'd create it.
0: It's so interesting that you would get as specific as like keeping the arm reaching over versus I feel like my mind would just go to like get up you know but it's (laughs) but it's so much more helpful that way because it's like you're changing such a minor piece of it you're still going through all the motions you're just grabbing something different
1: yeah you're just teaching your brain a little variation Mm -hmm. it's really interesting because everyone has different ways That they are different habits that are harder or easier or um, one person could have a habit of one thing I used to struggle with was late night binge eating. And Mm -hmm. so I could struggle with that and have a habit loop and it could be completely different And like how 20 other people have built the habit loop. So changing it for me is going to be like super, super specific Mm -hmm. to how I think and myself. And an example of that, which I think is so, and that's why it's fun to get super detailed and like really sit and pay attention to your habit loops because that's how you can see the most success. So an example of this would be in the habit loop, the cue, routine, and reward. Say the cue for me is anytime that I would get stressed or anxious or upset. And then the routine would be going and eating. And the reward would be, though, it would cause another habit loop of me getting really upset and frustrated with myself. The reward in this situation would be that I feel less stressed. I feel more calm because I got a spike of, dop- of dopamine from eating the food. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, what I would say to myself is the routine that I would want to replace it with. There's so many things that I could replace it with, but I want to remember, I still want that reward. So some people could replace it with calling a friend, going and playing with their pets, um, watching funny videos, taking a bath, drinking their favorite drink, right? There's a whole list Mm -hmm. for me specifically. When I get upset, I do not talk to other people. I will like I have to do it on my own. I have to journal. I have to go on a walk. So if I were to change my habit loop and say, oh, when I get stressed out or anxious, I'm going to call a friend, that would actually probably be worse for me. I'd be worse off because that would not be a replacement that I could do. Mm -hmm. Whereas my sister literally loves talking to people when she gets upset. She needs to talk about her feelings, which there's no better way to cope or heal. It just depends on the person. So that would be a great way to change it for her changing the routine to calling a friend. Whereas for me in that habit loop, going on a walk would be like the best choice for changing that habit loop. So it's really interesting when you get down to it and you start playing around with habit loops and figuring out what works for you.
0: With that one in specific, And just in general, when you're replacing something, because I look at like a binge eating at night as something that is very easy to do and something that you really want to do versus a walk, there's definitely a little bit more resistance to that. Like you have to get an outfit on and go outside and it sounds like physical activity versus like sitting and eating when you're replacing a habit with something that has a bit more resistance to it than that or seems a little bit harder, like how would you approach that? Because while you know that that's gonna give you the same reward, that definitely is a very different swap.
1: Yeah, I like that point of view. So that's kind of what I was talking about with the difference in people. So for me, going on a walk would be super easy because I go on walks like three times a day. So I wouldn't even think from that perspective. Mm -hmm. But when people are changing or creating habits, I like to say to make it as easy as possible because if it's easy, you can actually do it right? You don't want to like make it over complicated. So it's so hard. So in that situation, what I would say is finding something very, very small and simple that you can do. That's just as easy. So for example, I love, um, what's the flavor lime LaCroix? Like I love those for no reason. Mm -hmm. I literally think about them all the time. So for me, if I knew That I was going, I was really stressed, anxious, and sad. The first thing that I would do, knowing that that is my previous habit loop, is I'd say, okay, I'm going to go get my favorite drink and I'm going to go sit upstairs in my room and journal. Or I'm just going to get my favorite drink and go um, find my pets, right? Because that's an easier thing to do than maybe um, for someone getting their clothes on and going on a walk, just grabbing their favorite drink and then sitting um, and playing with their pets. And then still having that reward of like calm um, happiness from playing with the pet. So I would say find something that is super still easy and attractive yeah. that would work for you in your life.
0: Yeah, and I like the like it feeling like it's a similar replacement to start off with.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I always think about the fact that our thought patterns are habits as well, and I know you kind of touched on that in the beginning when you said that everything is a habit what is your usual advice for people trying to change a thought pattern versus an action? Like if people are constantly down on themselves, like negative self-talk, or maybe there are certain social situations that tend to make them feel anxious or things like that, what would your approach be to change a thought pattern?
1: Okay. I love that. So our thoughts, it is so crazy, but most people have, I'm trying to think of the word, but more negative than positive thoughts, whether it's about their life, their body, um, their appearance, their abilities, their um, themselves at work. And so what's crazy is we teach ourselves those thoughts. We teach ourselves that when a situation happens, here's what we're going to say about ourselves. Here's what we're going to think. And we don't even realize that it's almost no longer a choice. That's exactly what we're going to think. And an example of this is anytime that I would look in the mirror, and I always struggled in the past with looking in the mirror, and that was what would trigger my negative thoughts. I would say the exact same thing over and over and over. I would look for those those. Flaws where I would say, Oh, I need Invisalign teen. Oh, I need a nose job. Oh, I need this. And it was the same things over and over. And what was so crazy is when I started working on self love, I started thinking, When did I start forming these thoughts? Because I've always thought these when I looked in the mirror. And I started saying that I needed Invisalign teen when I was in high school. Like, I'm an adult. I think it would just be normal Invisalign. But I was saying Invisalign teen over and over and over that I'm 20 or I was 24 saying that to myself. And it was so interesting because I'm like, oh my God, I've had that thought for so long. So the first piece of advice that I would give people when it comes to changing your thoughts and kind of taking control of them, is to sit and figure out what your specific cue is. So for example, is it looking in the mirror? Is it um, when you're at work? Is it when you're laying in bed before night? And those were kind of the times that were like my biggest ones. And from there, there are little ways to form self-love habit loops that work for you. For example, when it comes to work, um, if you're thinking about the habit, of the cue, routine, and reward, I worked at a job where I would give a lot of presentations and I loved public speaking. Like I did public speaking competitions as a child, which is like the most random thing ever. <laughs> and I loved it. I was, I'm really good at public speaking. And so when I started my job, all of a sudden I would be so mean to myself. I'd be like, I'm going to do horrible. Like I'm going to stutter. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make a uh, fool of myself. I'm going to be so embarrassing. And so right before every meeting, that's what I would tell myself then. So the cue would be like a meeting on my calendar. Routine would be just annihilating myself. And then the reward was, I thought by being so mean to myself, I would do better. And really what it did was it killed my confidence. It made me feel so anxious and so stressed on the days that I had meetings. And so what I did instead is I actually have one right here. I wrote a little sticky note it looks like this. And I would put it on my work computer. So my cue, anytime that I had a meeting, I would read that sticky note that was just kind words to myself. So I could actually choose what I wanted to say to myself, what I wanted those natural thoughts to be. And so if every single time I got that cue, I read that sticky note. So mine says, I'm smart. I'm good at talking to people. I'm capable. After you do this and continue this loop over and over, you're training your brain to think those thoughts in response to the cue. And it doesn't happen immediately. Like you're not going to read the sticky note mm-hmm. one time and be like, okay, look, I'm good to go. But if every single time you work on that and you're building that, you're changing that habit loop, that will soon become your natural thoughts. Other ways that I like to teach it are if you struggle with the mirror as your cue. You can go as your routine, you can talk out loud to yourself, which is what I like. I'll say like, you're so lovely, you're so beautiful, you're so smart, I'm so proud of you, you did so many things today. Or you can write on your mirror with a dry erase marker so that you can read those. It's finding those specific habit loops for you and then figuring out what you can change the routine to. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I like to do, so that is what I would call actively offering the alternative. So you're finding your habit loop for negative thinking and you're actively offering the alternative, which is a positive thought instead of a negative thought. And you're finding it in a way that you can do it for you. Um, Another example of that is you can put on as a screensaver positive affirmations and anytime that you get upset if you're out or in your in a social situation, you can read that screensaver. But that would be offering the alternative. Another thing I like to teach is writing affirmations, which I feel like people talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing them, that was actually the last major habit that I built in my life when I was on like my I guess it would be like eight month building journey. And it was because I felt so awkward about being nice to myself. And in retrospect, I wish that would have been one of the habits that I started with. But What I did is I started writing affirmations to myself every single morning. My cue was when I make coffee, my routine would be going through and writing affirmations, just like five nice nice things, qualities that I wanted to align with essentially. It didn't matter if I felt like I had them or if they were so far away, just five nice things that I wanted to say to myself. And then the reward for me in that habit loop was that I was changing the way that I naturally thought. And I felt super, super weird doing it for the longest time. Like I was just kind of like, this is so dumb. Like I would pretend like I was talking to my sisters. And then slowly I was like, wait, like maybe this isn't, I'm like, I'm like, I feel better. Like I'm starting to think nice things about myself. Like if you tell yourself over and over and over, you are smart, you are kind, you're capable, you're motivated, you're driven, you're loved, you're shining, you're growing, um, you're grateful, like all these things, you start to believe it because you tell yourself it over and over and your brain is trying to actively prove yourself right at all times. So you start looking for situations where you have those qualities. And so I did that for, I think it took me like four months to actually hit a point where I was like, holy shit, like I love myself. Like I love this. But writing affirmations is a huge way to basically have control over your thoughts and handpick what you want those thoughts to be. And then just working on that pattern and doing it over and over and over again until it is a habit.
0: We're all claiming a savage girl summer. The summer. But yes. what habits are you implementing this summer or like focusing on if you're not adding any new ones to make Savage girl summer? Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages. Maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin, and obviously, Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and i can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages Car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this Ambition Card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. Happen
1: The ones I'm focusing on most. So it's kind of interesting because I started Savage Girl Summer knowing that I was moving. <laughs> and so it's almost like I had to redo literally all of my habits. Mm-hmm. So the ones that I've been building are one, a daily one hour of moving my body daily, whether it's a workout or a walk here, I've been trying so many new workout classes. And that's one thing that I love to encourage people to do is if you haven't in the past, I feel like people or I have formed an unhealthy relationship with fitness by forcing myself to do things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And then just thinking that's how fitness was. Like I hate running. I'm not a runner. I'm so bad at it. And I'd force myself to run. And then I thought, oh, I hate working out. But in reality, I didn't like that form. Yes. So I encourage anyone to try new workout classes. And if you don't like it, that's totally fine. And if you do like it, that's amazing. And it helps you basically just find what works for you. But I've been doing that, um, trying new workout classes so that I can have that one hour of movement for me Um, forming a morning routine and a nighttime routine is so essential. I'm so excited. I've been recreating both of those for myself now that I'm in a completely new space. Other things are eating 60 to 80% healthy. That's a habit that I'm having for the summer. I I actually have that for like my whole life anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, other habits, self-love, I would say healthy habits at work so that I have balance. Another thing that I'm focusing on for a savage girl summer is having a healthy relationship with friends and making friends, especially being somewhere where I know absolutely no one. Mm -hmm. But what habits do you guys, are you guys choosing for your summer? I'm curious.
0: Um, wow, that's so interesting. I like <laughs> we're in a similar boat with, I mean, so we go to school in Boston and so we're in Boston throughout the year, but then for the summer, we're home
1: in, in New, New Hampshire.
0: Hampshire. So it is a different environment. And I know it's like very, even just like coming home, you think you're going to, you think it's going to be so easy and that everything's going to stay the same, that like foundationally you've built up these habits, but it makes it so much more I don't want to say difficult but just different when you're in a different environment because like I don't wa- wake up and walk the same route or you know I, I don't know I sleep differently in my bed here and it's all those little things so I don't feel like I have to rebuild my habits necessarily because I feel like they stay the same no matter where I am it's like I go for a walk and I work out and I make sure I drink my water and like eat healthy and all those foundationally healthy habits that I have but when I'm here I feel like things get thrown off and shifted around so I need to establish, like, a overarching, better routine with fitting all those habits in. It's, like, mm-hmm. my main goal for Savage Girl Summer. Yeah. A change of environment can also be, like, the most motivating thing because things are changing and it can be energizing anyways to begin with. I, I'm kind of trying to go at this summer differently than I have in the past. I think the past two summers... I was just very work focused, like not as much enjoying my summer as I wish I was or as I want to be this time. So now I'm like, I want my habits to be more based around myself and making the most of my time. And so I'm definitely trying to get better at the morning routine and like early morning wave. I've been doing a morning mile just getting myself out like I'm trying to do a run but also like if that becomes my walk of the day then that's what it is as well but I think getting myself outside first thing in the morning is like a game-changing thing for me I think we're all on the the hot girl walk wave and just like needing to get outside and get movement first thing so I've been doing that and then I also this summer want to make it a goal to do like some sort of outdoor activity every day even if it's literally like laying out and tanning for 15 minutes Or taking my dog for a walk or like I just got a longboard, so like longboarding for like 10 minutes. But I want to kind of have more enjoyable personal habits
1: this time. I love that. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. As well as the
0: foundational. Like, I think we both have a good habit of working out. We're very similar with like the 60, 80% healthy eating. Those things have started to come very naturally to me. So I'm trying to to build more de-stressing habits, kind of.
1: (laughs) I like that. It's it's really interesting because when, what we don't realize is we build so many habit loops around um, or like our cues for things depend on our environment. So when we no Mm -hmm. longer have those specific cues, Mm -hmm. we're kind of thrown off. But also it's interesting because when we go back home, or in your guys' situations, when you're home for the summer, yeah. you have habit loops that existed at your previous mm-hmm. in that almost previous life. I like what you said about um finding those habits, like those those ways to de stress. Yeah, I really relate to that. The last two summers, I've been like crazy working, crazy funding careers, and kind of pushed away, not pushed away, but didn't focus on a lot of the relationships in my life. Yeah, and now that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get to go home for the summer to Michigan. And so I'm like, oh, how can I basically have all of my habits in a row so that I have, it's existing so perfectly so that I can then have time to have that balance, to go out with friends, to um, spend a day not working. Mm-hmm. So that's, I like that you said that, finding those yeah. little ways, to make it yeah, fun. Yeah,
0: it's, it's hard. We have this thing that we say a lot when it comes to balance, because we talk so much about balance, but like, and Captain always brings up like the ratio rule in terms of balance, like some days or some periods of life, you're going to be able to balance everything out perfectly. And it all fits in a ratio at one time. And then sometimes Things are going to take over in the ratio because you only have a capacity of 100%. And then you may need to find that balance by like shifting something else in the greater direction the next time. So I'm like the last couple summers, my work mode and stress has been way too take over that now I'm like, I need to balance it out and and kind of bring my de-stressing stuff back to balance it out this summer.
1: I love that. When <laughs> I talk about things like that, I call it um a yin and yang. Like ah. you only have so much. And so you have to sometimes... When I would be working and I was building this beautiful business and I was sad that I didn't have time to go out with friends. I'm like, okay, I have this beautiful business in life because I have this lack of this and that's Mm -hmm. what's working for my life right now. It's not going to be forever, but it's the yin and yang of it. And now I like how you guys explained that. Now I feel like I'm kind of being like, okay- well, if I want to have this, that's the kind of downfall. Like I need to figure out a better routine with work so I can be more efficient. So I have mm-hmm. this. So exactly. it all just flows. But I really like that explanation.
0: Yeah. Thank you. With your move, how have you found like those foundational habits of like a morning walk or your movement? How have those changed? Was it a bigger change or was it kind of easy to keep those foundations?
1: It's It was completely different. It was so hard. Also, I didn't know the weather here. Like everyone said it was so sunny and beautiful here. I've been stuck in my house for like the last five days losing my mind because I didn't bring my walking pad because I'm like, oh, I'll walk outside every day. It'll be sunny. So there's definitely little factors that I didn't consider. I tried to prepare a lot before my move, but weather was one thing I honestly didn't think twice about. But now for me, my biggest hurdle that I've had, because my morning routine is typically like four hours long. I love my morning routine Mm -hmm. so much. It was my favorite part of every single day it existed so heavily on the environment that I was in at home. I had my gym. I had my second gym where I'd go on a walk if the weather was bad or I'd walk outside. I had um, I knew where everything wasn't my grocery store. Like I had a good schedule of when I'd go to the grocery store. I had everything like super, even down to like, I just had my toiletries, my bathroom mm-hmm. where I needed them. And then coming here, I had such a horrible move the first Really until a few days ago, it started to settle down, where like I didn't even have things in my bathroom that I needed to like get ready for the day. Yeah. And then I also don't have a gym here. So I've been doing a bunch of free trials. So like this month, and I feel like the two months that I'm here, or I was giving myself one month originally, but because my move turned out so I that could not have predicted how like wild that was gonna be give myself another month to really find those staple things that I need to be successful in my morning routine, like a gym that I actually like, and I actually want to go to Mm -hmm. because my gym at home was like my favorite thing ever. And now finding something else here I've done, I think like, I think I've gone to five different places. So I've done a bunch of different classes. I'm trying to go to like multiple classes at each place to see if I like it. So I'm doing little things like that to make sure that even with this move, I'm finding something that works for me. I think one thing that I forgot is that it doesn't happen overnight and it takes time and, it's, and it is different and you're refining those cues. Or for example, um, I've been finding little things like my affirmations. I write affirmations every day and I used to write them at home after breakfast when I'd go upstairs right before I would get in the shower. Like I'd turn on the shower and while it was getting hot, I would sit and I'd write my affirmations. Whereas now here, I don't really have a central place yet that I can go and sit and write affirmations. So I went back to my basics of how I formed the habit of writing affirmations, which is making coffee, having my journal right next to my coffee maker and writing them. So a lot of the things I'm finding ways to still incorporate them and get them, but then also seeing, okay, what's the best way, the best method to actually move forward? What's actually going to work for my life and and give me that flow again?
0: So if you're trying out a new habit and say the shower, waiting for it to get hot and then writing your affirmations, then say that's not working out for you in this new environment. How long do you give a habit before you say this isn't working out? Let me try something different. Or let me do this in a different way. How long that's does it a good take to, to determine, like, oh, this isn't working, or no, this is just like the ramp up period? Or yeah, that's actually a good question. Like, how can you tell if this is just kind of a hard thing to implement or if it's not working?
1: Yeah. So I like this question a lot. And I teach a six week class. And in my six week class, especially with like a morning, nighttime routine, there are certain things that I call, um, there's a difference between giving yourself grace. And, and you being the person behind it, that's the reason why it's not working. So when it comes to like my morning routine, say I'm trying a new thing and for the first week it's not working out, I would stop and ask myself like, was it not working out because the flow doesn't work or was I just making excuses for myself and not doing it? And typically say, um, say I was just like sleeping in and just like not really trying. I don't know if that morning routine works or not because I'm not really attempting it. Whereas say I was going through my morning routine and it's the flow is literally just not working. I don't have enough time. Um, It doesn't make sense. Like I have other things that need to happen first. I would stop and say, okay, I tried it for a week. This really isn't working for me. And I would stop and say, okay, what can I do instead? When you're forming habits too, I like to think about it as like a trial period. Whenever you're forming new habits, sometimes I'll look at it for three weeks as a trial period, because in those three weeks, if you're giving it an honest attempt and you're trying and it's not working out, that's okay. That's just, sometimes we choose a way to go about things based off of, um, how it worked for other people, or just based on really just a thought. Whereas after those three weeks, you'll be able to tell, oh, that isn't going to work for me. Maybe that works for someone else. It's not going to work for me. Let me kind of like take a new path and find what works for me. When I was talking to my little sister who really struggled with mental health over the last few years, she was really struggling to feel like happy just in general. Mm-hmm. And I one thing I would like to tell her is like, okay, you're going to try one new thing and maybe it won't make you feel any different at all. But if you try it for three weeks, maybe you'll look back and say, oh, that did help. Or maybe you'll get to the end of three weeks and be like, that was stupid and didn't do anything. Whatever you do for yourself, whatever thing you attempt or try, it is never going to be for nothing. It's never going to be a failure. It's going to get you one step closer, no matter what, to actually finding that thing that works for you or the way that works for you. So I like to think about it like that too. So I'll attempt for about a week and say, okay, this is kind of working. Or I'll like kind of judge my effort and be like, oh, I just need to try a little bit harder. Oh, I wasn't. I need to make sure that I'm doing this, that this can actually work. Or after the three-week period, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to actually move around this, my morning routine. I'm going to take these things out because I really don't have time yet, but have a uh, plan of, okay, in the next six months, I want to get there by doing this, this, and this.
0: Wow, that's huge. That was so powerful. For somebody who is just kind of getting into... Self-growth, self-development, building sort of routines in general that's listening. Start with one habit or stack things and create a routine right off the bat. What do you usually suggest?
1: I always suggest never overloading yourself. So if you can do one to two habits to start, I think that's amazing because when you're creating new habits, you want them to A, be realistic. And then B, you want them to be sustainable, right? We don't want to do the roller coaster where for like a week we're doing 10 different things and we're feeling amazing. Like we just changed everything about our life, but it's not realistic for us to actually do consistently. And then we plummet. And I feel like a lot of people do that. They kind of go zero to 100. But if you're picking one or two things, and I say one or two, because sometimes things really do match together, like how I started with waking up a little bit earlier to have a walk, those worked out perfectly. Like that made sense. So sometimes things happen like that where where you still are set up for success but if you choose just one or two things and you really focus on those you're not overexhausting yourself you're not forcing your, or putting too much pressure on yourself you're not forcing yourself to do these things it's more it's more realistic so i would always say start smaller and you can always add things on and then say you get to a point where you're working on three habits and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like all of a sudden you're kind of backtracking. At that point, I would say drop one of them. You can always add it in the future when you get more comfortable and just really focus on making those first two very solid and like your foundation.
0: So we talk a lot about adding things into our lives when we're talking about habits and it seems like you are- so much more on the like building creating habits rather than taking things out but at the end of the day there are things like we need to stop doing we need to override what are habits that we are breaking and maybe breaking is the wrong word because i know we talked earlier that like you can't really break a habit because it's the path you've created but what are some habits that you are replacing or changing or building on this summer
1: that's a really good question. So for me, it's kind of reverse from what I did in the beginning, but I want to give a different example. Okay. If someone, and I like, I like that idea of like weekends as a big place to focus on where you can take out or change habits. And so if you're someone who wants to either start focusing on maybe working on adding in like uh, daily walks or focus on making new, try new recipes or cooking at home or things like that. Or maybe you're trying to build a side hustle or work on a second business or start a podcast, any big project. The weekend, there's so much time. And I think a lot of people don't really realize how much time you have on the weekend to change your life. I use the weekend to literally build an entire business over the course of four months, which was crazy. And so what I would say is taking out habits that no longer serve you or choices or decisions for me Two years ago, that was drinking because if I wanted to build a business while having a full-time job, while still existing and having my habits and routines, I could no longer be hungover for an entire Sunday. I could no longer be um, spending all Friday night, Saturday and Sunday with friends doing things. I had to do something for myself. So I would say that was a really easy opportunity for me to say, okay, I'm taking out drinking on Saturdays. I can still go out with friends on Fridays, but I'm not going out on Saturdays because on Sundays, I know that I want to do these things. So for me this summer, what I want to take out, I think is working actually one of the days (laughs) on the weekend because I've been working seven days a week for so long. And this year it's kind of crazy. I have 15 weddings this summer literally wow. 15. So that's why, cause I just moved to North Carolina and that's why I'm going back to Michigan for two and a half months. Cause I have a wedding literally every single weekend. So I'm like, I'm not going to fly back and forth. Yeah. And so that's gonna be kind of an iconic summer though. Like, Oh my, I've been, I've slowly been buying dresses <gasps> over the last year. So like I have a whole rack in my basement at home of just dresses. I'm like, yeah, oh my God. I'm so jealous of my boyfriend. He can just wear one or like two well, yeah. suits the whole summer. I'm like, oh my God. Slap out a shirt here <laughs> and there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, really? So I but I have 15 weddings this summer, literally every weekend. So realistic for me, I'm like, okay. I'm not going to work seven days a week. Yeah. I've, I've been working slowly, for creating habits throughout my work week so that I can accomplish more, still have balance my day. But so on the weekend, I can have one day where I'm still working, but I know that I can also turn off the working so that I can have fun and be at those special moments with people that I love, with my boyfriend, with my family. So that's one thing that I'm doing. Other things that I really like to encourage people to do or little habits that they could change and swap out is drinking Um, Oh, well, one thing I want to talk about too, drinking a lot of bad habits are attached, maybe just for myself, my person, my perspective to drinking where it would be like not eating before drinking the next day or that night getting like Taco Bell the next morning getting unhealthy food again, the next day drinking again doing the same cycle so like over a weekend, I'm just eating fast food like four times. Mm -hmm. So like when I took out drinking. I realized that that really helped me with my health and fitness goals because one, I wasn't hungover. I could go on a walk. I could go on to a workout class with a friend on a Saturday. And then two, I wasn't eating Taco Bell like four times a weekend. It's like my boyfriend's favorite fast food. So we'd always get that. (laughs) I eat Taco Bell four times a weekend because I'm not drinking and I don't really want it that much sober where I'm like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just eat this or I'll go make myself that. So if you look at your life and if you know that you want to add in these healthy choices, I would say, look at something that's almost like something that no longer serves you what's that event that no longer serves you or that thing that you're doing whether it's sleeping in on the weekend that's another huge thing that i changed that i actually helped me and I can't even explain how many ways that helped me. But so since I wake up early during the weekday, what I do in the weekend and not throw it off is I still let myself sleep if I want to, but I would set a time that I would no longer sleep past. Mm-hmm. Like at first I did, I would no longer sleep past 10 a.m., which was a lot for me because I was sleeping till like 12 or 2. Yeah. And then now I get up on the weekend around 7.15, but that's just because I like to and I like to get up at that time now. But that's a really good thing for anyone wanting to change their lives for this summer so that they have time to go on a walk, so they have time to um, do things that stress them out during the week. Like, for example, if you get anxious about laundry or cleaning or don't have time for that Monday through Friday because of school, because of work, things like that, you have that time on the weekend, right? And you have that time if you're not hungover on a Sunday to spend an hour for you doing things like that.
0: I do like the concept of like you started with your time being 10 a.m. and now it's down to 7.15. With habits... It's all such a personal thing and so relative to you that, like, someone setting the 10 a.m. right now, that is, like, a huge habit, beneficial habit, life-changing habit right there. And then you'll work your way up to 7.15 where, like, I mean, I didn't wake up early all my life, but I do now to the point where if I sleep until 7.15, I'm like, oh, my God, I just slept in, like, crazy. (laughs) But that wasn't always the case. And if I were to set a new habit with something that I wasn't already like well down the path on, it would be starting from the beginning and you slowly start to build on those habits. So if anyone's listening and it's like, oh my God, 7.15, that is so early. Like I'm waking up at 10 on a good day during the week. That's, that's okay. Like that's your habit right now. Like we're starting habits. And I think it's so cool that it, it is a personal thing. And even overriding the habits, like you were saying, your sister, when she gets anxious or upset, talking to someone is that the best habit to go to. Whereas you're more like a walk that's such a personal thing and it's so tailored to you and it's like so cool to see how you can just customize these habits Mm -hmm. for your own life yeah that's why I love talking about topics and teaching things that are more about like the science behind it like the way that you do versus giving somebody a legitimate blueprint of this is exactly how you want to live because everybody's lives are so different everyone's starting point is so different and relative but to just give people the tool of understanding this is how your mind works. These are how the habits work. It's like giving every person the power to then break it down in their own lives. And hopefully this has motivated a lot of people to do that, to see like what your current habits are, what's important for you to change moving forward. And like, then it's kind of exciting to be able to, to take your life and the patterns that you have and break them down and recognize like, oh my God, the way that I speak to myself every time I look in the mirror, like that is a habit. I can change that. The way that I comfort myself with food every time instead of something else like that is a habit that's something that like I have the power to come in and break and then everyone can use that it, like in their own lives so I love that we've been able to talk about this and share it with our listeners I just feel like it's a such a motivating habit in general something that we like to ask everybody who comes on our show is what is your typical day in the life In this case, I feel like we might be able to get very specific because I feel like you probably have a much more specific routine than others that we've been able to talk to. So I'm very curious to know what is a typical day in the life of a savage, if you will. And don't
1: spare spare the details. (laughs) Okay, love it. I'm going to do my typical day in my life before I moved over the last two and and a half weeks. Perfect. And then, because I mean, that's what I'm going back to Mm -hmm. after I go home. But what I would do is at 5.20 a.m., I wake up, I get out of bed, I go, I literally almost pee my pants every single morning and wake up. I don't know why. Like, I think it's because I drink a lot of water, Mm -hmm. but I'll go to the bathroom, I'll brush my teeth, wash my face. When I'm done with that, I'll go in my room, make my bed. I change into a workout set and then I'll go get in my car. I'll go to a workout class from 6 to 7. Then I'll get home by 7.15 and I'll go usually on a two to four mile walk. After that, I'll make a healthy breakfast. I make a healthy breakfast every single day. I find that that's the meal that's the easiest to control for me. And I like being able to order dinner or order lunch if I want to. Mm -hmm. Then I'll write affirmations. I'll shower, get ready for the day. Before I start my work day, no matter what, I will always write a to-do list where I'll align on the top things that I need to do for that day. And I feel like it just has my brain in a good place. Like I have direction. I'm not going to procrastinate because I now understand the tasks. If I have any questions on the tasks, I'll write out my questions before I even get started so I know that's the first thing that I need to do to allow me to accomplish that. I'll go through my workday. My workday is Monday through Friday. I schedule them very specific. So there's days that I'm filming, days that I'm editing, days that I have meetings, days that I'm doing podcasts. So depending on whatever day it is, I'll go through that kind of list along with my top three things that I have due. After work, I typically work till I work from nine to seven most days but I'm trying to make it a little bit not that late. Mm
0: -hmm. I like to go
1: on a walk after work, whether it's at my second gym, going outside. I've been able to go outside a lot more at home, which is super, super nice. And then I'll usually call my boyfriend on the phone, uh, make dinner or get dinner and start my nighttime routine. And my nighttime routine is also one of my favorite things ever because it's like my wind down relaxing Mm -hmm. where I'll put on my pajamas, I'll do self-care and skincare in the mirror. I'll tidy up my bathroom, tidy up my room, tidy up my office. At home, my master bedroom actually is my office. So I love, I love my master bedroom office. I'll tidy up that space because I know that when I start my work day tomorrow, I won't have anxiety if my room is clean. I won't procrastinate because my room doesn't have to be cleaned. Then um, I'll go, I'll lay out my outfit. I'll drink my greens. I'll get into bed. I'll read 10 pages and then I'll make sure my sisters didn't text me and I'll go to bed. So I love, so while I work, I feel like a big chunk of my day. My morning routine is like so much time for just me to do things for myself. I'll listen to audiobooks in that time. Mm -hmm. I'll work out like I have so much time for myself. And then my nighttime routine is super, super similar. So I feel like even though my day is usually the exact same thing, it always does feel a little bit crazier, a little bit different for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love everything that we talked about. I feel like it's all going to be very applicable and motivating for everyone listening. Where can our listeners find you?
1: i'm on instagram and tiktok and my username is shelbysocko5 on both and then i have a podcast called sad savage on apple and spotify amazing
0: Amazing. we'll link all of those um on the show notes below too so if you want to go check out as you should shelby's podcast and all of her socials those will be right there or if again you're coming from shelby i hope you guys enjoyed this episode
1: thank you for listening yeah thank you for having me so fun